It is time for What's Involved on a Monday night, as we do each and every Monday. Uh, we're doing it, uh, we're starting a little later, but uh, I couldn't miss tonight because of my special guest, Lisa Illingworth. Hello. So special. Hello. Yeah, well... Yes, and I'll tell you why. Um, and, and regular listeners to the show know that I always moan and go on about, I wish they taught this entrepreneurial thing in schools, etc., etc. You are the CEO and Batman of uh, Future Proof SA. I love that you know that I'm Batman. I, well, you see, I didn't get to do enough, as, as, as much stalking as I normally do, but I did. <laughs> I did some. Um, and I want to ask you about Batman and about Lisa, but uh, I think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic, which is one of the reasons I wanted to speak to you and get you on the show. And you came highly recommended from several people. And then those are people well, that... It's not from anyone I've dated. Well, probably... I, no, probably not. <laughs> He puts his hands up in the air and waves them like he just don't care. Backs off from the mic slowly. (laughs) Not going to be tiptoeing through minefields here. No, probably not people you've dated. No. um, But very, very highly uh, regarded, highly thought of. And, uh, you know, when I was was chatting to some of the guys, they were like, you've got to get Lisa on. You have to chat to Lisa. And I was like... Who is this Lisa chick anyway? I don't know who these people are who yeah. are whispering behind mm. my back like this. Well, it's good things they're whispering, so it's okay. So I'll, it's I'll okay. share. I'll right. share with. As soon you. as it starts to change tone, you just let me know too. Yeah, yeah. Because right. I am get, Batman. Until they get that, you know, she's a bit dodge that Lisa. Then, then, then we bring out the Batman. Correct. Okay, so let's the start. The Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's start at the very very beginning with who before we get into Future Proof Essay, what it does. Who is Lisa, where does Lisa come from? Sure. So Lisa born and bred in Joburg uh, for a bit and then a bit of time in Derbs. Uh, I noticed this. You've still got, I get accused of it as well. You've got very much that Natal accent. But then. Which one? Bark? Well, Milk. you know. Laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the Cape Town one. No. But, but similar. But, rough, um, rough and tough and I come from the bluff. No, yeah, I but you've also got the, the English, you know, your, oh. your inflections. Well, but that does become clearer as we get into the story. As we get story. into the story, yes. Mom was from Westville Girls. And so, yes, you did have to pronounce your theirs and your hairs and your all of that. Otherwise, you know, you've got a jolly good hiding, which we can't do anymore. So, um, yeah. Joburg mostly um, studied education, so I studied my B.Ed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then I went on to do a postgrad in curriculum design. Okay. Okay, so I studied those two things in correlation. I was an English teacher. Surprise, surprise. See, makes sense now about the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. English and Zulu, actually. Well, yeah, My general response to that is... <laughs> oh, Translated wow. for the non-Zulu speaking, yes. no, but I try. But I try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Zulu and then I taught primary school for a little bit and went and taught high school. In high school I taught all the sort of economic subjects, so accounting, business studies, all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's where it sort of dawned upon me that what we were teaching was highly irrelevant and outdated, and this was 15 years ago. You must have been very popular. I make a great educator. I make a terrible employee. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, so many people of an entrepreneurial nature get told that at one stage or another. Totally. I've been told on several occasions (laughs) I am unemployable. Well, uh, exactly that. I would try and unpick 
the way that we did it because I could see how to do it better. Yeah. I was I was the worst nightmare. In fact, the kids often used to say to me, Mrs. Zillingworth, you spend more time in, in the principal's office than we do because <laughs> I was always in trouble. So that's that's where I come from. I left teaching. I left the country, actually, and went to South America. I did a stint in Peru. For why? <laughs> Not for what Peru is famous <laughs> for. <laughs> Pero habla espanol. Um, so, so now, yeah, uh, my then husband had an opportunity to be posted there for mining. It was during the 2008-2009 recession. Mm-hmm. Peru had the fastest growing economy in the world. And so the company tried to diversify its assets and put me and them there. And so he went along and, well, he went, I went along as, as an expat housewife. Ooh. A home executive. That must have sat well with you. Oh, completely. Can you just see it? Mm. Yes. Mm. Going training, you know, if the trainer comes to the house three times a week and your driver and your maid and you live in this massive household and it's a complete bubble and I was totally understimulated and literally just, just unpicked that too. Mm-hmm. So I came back to South Africa with no job and, and no means of earning an income and like many, many entrepreneurs fell into survival entrepreneurship. This necessity. Yeah. Are you feeling this? No, we, we've talked. I've talked about this with guests before. Is when you know, it's like people go out and 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 the amount of them they said, "Did you plan on doing this?" No, I mean it's like my first business mm-hmm. that I started um, was an events company, and they're like. Why? Do you have a pet? No, no, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. Someone saw an opportunity and yeah. they were like, I can do that. Yes, yeah. yes. How, my famous, my famous, these words have got me into so much trouble. It's like, yeah, how hard can it be? <laughs> oh, man. Biggest mistake ever. <clears throat> I found out very quickly how hard it can be. Very much and how expensive it can be too. Yes, school right. fees. My, my one friend always used to say it's, it's, it's school fees. You're paying school fees. I call it school fees all the time. Mm, exactly. And, and I've, I've paid a lot. Yes, but they will be the cheapest school fees that you will ever pay for those lessons. Yeah. Because you will never pay them again. No. No. Well, in my case, maybe once okay, or maybe twice once again. Or twice. Well, we don't know each other that well. <laughs> so, so that's where it all landed up. And I ended up having to start a business to support myself and, and two kids and, and fell into entrepreneurship, survival entrepreneurship. And then sat back and did some introspection and went, just hang on a second. I have, a, I have two degrees in education. And this experience of entrepreneurship, why am I learning this stuff after the age of 30 when it's more difficult to rebuild my neural pathways, Mm -hmm. to build habits and behaviors that entrepreneurs need? This can and should be built way earlier. Yeah. And so out of that designed what now sits as the future-proof curriculum. And it's a curriculum from grade one through to grade 11 based in a strong behavioral framework. So not a content framework, which is what you would experience today in a classroom. This is a behavioral framework because that is the only defining success factor common in all high-performing entrepreneurs is their behavior. Which explains a lot in my case, I guess, (laughs) because my behavior is generally bad. But anyway... Um, so, so you did this and I mean, this is the other thing in, in terms of entrepreneurship. When I get to chat to entrepreneurs, particularly successful ones, you gloss over mm. a lot of the stuff and you go, well, I've done this and I've done this and it's wonderful. Mm-mm. And now I own Future Proof South Africa <laughs> and, you know, we've got a great website, great presence. <laughs> Everybody talks about what you don't talk about. And I challenge you tonight to okay. talk about this. Yes. Is 
the struggle, okay. the difficulty. Because, yeah, how long has Future Proof SA been running now? So, version one for, for three years, and uh, version two going on 18 months, nearly two years. Okay, so it's, it's five years. It's, it's been five a five year overnight success. Yeah, and, and this is the problem is that the way that our narrative, our national narrative has been designed to draw people into entrepreneurship, it's grass to grace. Mm. It's, I was here and now look at me, rock star. The clouds parted, the angelic voices beamed down, and suddenly I was an entrepreneur. And people started throwing money at me willy-nilly. Good Lord, it never happens like that. No, it doesn't. And this is, and so I will be very transparent with you, and I will give you all of the very hard lessons that have been learned, the scars and the PTSD, Mm -hmm. as we go along the way, because I believe that's what inspires people. Absolutely, and this is what I want to do on the show: is I want to, I want to give the real nitty gritty, but I also want people to be inspired and and to go, yeah. If I'm sitting in my car or mm. uh, maybe I'm at home or maybe I'm in my workshop, wherever I may be listening to something like this, mm. I want to I know that there are other people that have gone through this, that have struggled, that I'm not the only one, that I'm not alone, um, and that it will get better. Absolutely. Um, listen, it's, I, I say this freely to anybody, it's the most exciting, scariest thing I've ever done. Mm. And I've done some scary things in my life, but just running your own business. Uh, you cannot explain to a non-business owner or entrepreneur that feeling at 2 a.m. in the morning when you wake up and you have vultures doing slow loops in your stomach and you're thinking, <laughs> am I going to be able to pay people? Listen, where your mental <laughs> bandwidth is redlining. Like that's, I know exactly that feeling that you're talking about right it's now. It's sudden like, <gasps> yes. at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're like, oh my. Yes. And then what do we do? you got to run to the computer because you've got to get into the office now. Now. Because it has to be fixed right at this yeah. moment. And, and then I've, I've had to learn um, to, to sort of control myself because yeah. um, I have, for a long time, I've had very strange working hours. So I, my day will start at about 2, 3 in the morning. Um, and then I'm, I think my brain's working, everything's firing, I can do it. And then I realized a lot of people, which I don't do, but a lot of people have their um, emails and everything come through on their phones. Mm. So I started getting some very irate messages about me emailing people at three, four o'clock in the morning. So I've had a, now I hit send at about 7.38. You know, you can just program <laughs> that. You, know, you can just like send later. <laughs> I know. Took me a while to figure that out. Anyway, so we're going we're gonna to be talking more about that. We're going to be talking about this curriculum and, and who else you work with because you're involved with a couple of people and I want to know how it works. We'll be back. My special guest uh, and uh, Batman in the house tonight, uh, Lisa Illingworth uh, uh, from Future Proof SA. Um, I was disappointed that she didn't come here wearing her Batman outfit or her Batgirl outfit, but she has the mug. She has the mug, so it must be right. She must be Batman. So there we go. We'll be back with her in a bit. My special guest is in the studio. Is these really a special ones that are going to? Okay, yes, right. yes. No, they are. Oh, you just, yeah, you see now? See now? Look at that. See, look at you now. Now all you need is the wiki, 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 wiki. in front and you're good so, to go. This, this is going to be a dog show. I can just <laughs> see it. <laughs> My guest oh, in studio funny. is Lisa Illingworth, CEO and Batman of Future Proof SA. It's, it's such a fantastic concept. I mean, when I saw it, and, and obviously, as I said, you, you came highly recommended. But when I saw it and I did some research into you, do you want to hand those over this way while we talk and I'll see if I can no, unconfuse no, carry them? Carry on. Uh-huh. Uh, wait, wait. Wait for it. 
for it. Wait for it. You see, it. all of those, all of those years spent studying, <laughs> paid off. <laughs> I can untangle the cans. High five me, Maluk yes. mom, no yes. hands. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I, just looking at it, I was like, and and I th- I think that's part of the thing that excited me so much is mm. I looked at what you were doing. I was like, oh, I want to I want to help in whatever way I can, however I can, whenever I can, because this is awesome. And then I was like. Well, we'll just start off with interviewing Lisa and we'll, oh, take, it, we'll take it from there. That's very really sweet of you. And we know we get a, that reaction a lot. I, I would imagine you would. Um, you know, and I think that's part of, of why social enterprises and social entrepreneurship, there's such an uprising of this mm. sort of business model. And I mean, it states it in, a, in all of our documents, in all our collateral, it says they're for purpose, for profit. Mm. So we are a PTY. We teach kids to start and build sustainable businesses, we have to run a sustainable business ourselves. Well, yeah. I mean, be. In, in everything, even the build of the business, it must be authentic. Mm-hmm. So we're not a non-profit, we're not a charity. But you have it there up front. I up mean, front. you say it. You, you say up front, this is going to cost you. One way or another, it's going to cost you. One we're way. a business, but we're giving you this. And you said something very interesting off here, is that when you are teaching these kids, and it's from grade? From grade one. Really? Yes, six years old. Wow. So from six years old, right up until what we in the old days used to call matric. Almost, yes. Okay. We Up to grade 11. All right. So it's standard nine. Yeah. Best three years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but you were saying that they are, you're not, we call it entrepreneurship, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to go and start a business. No. Now explain that a little bit more. So this is where the misconception of what entrepreneurship actually is. So if you refer back to, I'm going to just dive a little, I'm just going to geek out slightly into the research just for a second because I am an academic by training and so I can't help it. (laughs) But Alan Gibb, who's kind of the godfather of entrepreneurial education, he wrote a paper around the pedagogies behind entrepreneurship and how to educate kids in entrepreneurship and and one of the things is is that there needs to be the separation between entrepreneurship as a discipline and then entrepreneurship as a trade Mm -hmm. and if you're looking at the discipline of entrepreneurship it's steeped in behavior change in mindset and if you're looking at entrepreneurship as a trade it's how to start a business Mm -hmm. now not everyone who starts a business is going to think like an entrepreneur yeah does that, does that land? Does it that make does. sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense. Right. Because yeah. you can manage a business and you can be an exceptional manager, but you may not have tenacity, grit, opportunity, awareness, uh, an internal locus of control, self-efficacy, all of the things that are needed to be able to be an entrepreneur. And entrepreneurs mm-hmm. typically are not, their first idea is not going to be their last so those that run, yes, I know David's rolling his eyes there surreptitiously because he knows that he's got multiple businesses under the belt. And yeah. this is the thing is that, you know, pivoting, changing, being able to spot those opportunities see, and chase them. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I Go mean, you're using a buzzword there. We, 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 we now call it pivoting. Yes. Okay. I call it getting the crap scared out of you and doing something else. Well, but pivoting is a nice <laughs> word. I mean, we can use that. But but I mean, this is this is where we're going. Is is this idea of pivoting and 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 being able to learn stuff fairly quickly and to change because yeah. this world and and you're an educator. That's your background. But this world that we live in is changing at such a pace. Exactly. So what we there's two terms that we introduce 
is an, two pivoting. The first is what we call social mobility. Mm-hmm. So being able to be socially mobile and socially adept, having the ability to interact with multiple people from different backgrounds, cultures, religions, socioeconomic strata, to be able to gain value and add value mm-hmm. in those transactions. So social mobility. So pivoting within that, the relationships that you build within a business, chasing down relationships and seeking out relationships that are going to build your business. The second thing that we add to pivoting is this thing called emotional dexterity. Okay. Does that make sense? Listen, I had Steph Vermeulen in here. I don't know if you know who Steph is. <laughs> she's, she's like the EQ queen. Okay, so emotional dexterity is exactly that. Uh, yeah, I know. Recovering from failure quickly. Recovering from success quickly. Which is a massive thing. It, it, after years, it struck me the other days. I always used to go, ah, oh, it's, it's this fear of failure that I have. I've got to deal with it. Fear of failure. Fear with no, 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 no. What it turned out for me is the fear of success. Because yeah. what happens if it does all go right? What happens if this thing happens? And what did you say to me? Yeah. You know, careful what you ask for. You might just get it. You might just get it. Mm. That's exactly right. I'm very careful what I ask for these days. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ask for, <laughs> for, for anything that you can't handle. But the emotional dexterity yes, is let's that talk. agility of being able to move from one emotion to the next without letting it set in and impacting upon the momentum for you and your business. Which is... I mean, this is fantastic stuff. And, and, and the stuff that you're offering these youngsters, I think, is absolutely brilliant. I mean, we're moving very quickly into the fourth industrial revolution. We're in it. Um, yeah. You know, it, we, we kind of are, and, and stuff is changing. You hear a whole lot of stuff. We're in Africa, which, again, has got all of the stigma, although I believe that we should become, this continent should be the powerhouse when it comes to the future in terms of the fourth industrial revolution. But the question I want to put to you is, Um, And I've had this debate with so many people. Entrepreneurs, are they born or are they created? I knew this was coming. Nature or nurture. Uh Um, There are, um, and we can go studies that support the one way and studies that support the next way. You can find excessive amounts of evidence to support both pathways. So just pick one. Right. <laughs> That's kind of what it's goodness just, just pick, pick a side. You can go for the nurture <laughs> side or you can go for the nature side. It's really up to you. My business my passion, my purpose, everything that we stand for explicitly sticks with the nurture mm-hmm. and, and the research around. You can influence, teach, create, and grow entrepreneurs because you are developing behavior. And behavior as a success factor can be taught. That is probably one of the best ways I've heard it explained. Very, very well put. Okay, so it can, it can be taught and it... It can be, yeah, I suppose. I'm trying to think back to my school career, which, which sort of was very much involved. I used to get certificates of merit for the days I did attend school. I was a horrible student. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. My English teacher always used to say to me, um, and she, my, my, my sister was disabled, so my mom used to have to go and drop off at the high school and pick her up. And the English teacher, my English, used to come out at the end of the day. To have said, a chat Do with you your know <laughs> what your son did today? And then she always used to go, and I threatened that I was going to have Julius Caesar printed in comic strip form for him and the gang so they would at least understand <laughs> something. Um, and I often wonder it why... It probably would have worked. Yeah, probably would have. But I often wonder how... 
that sort of thing translated for me. I mean, I always, I grew up in a very strict family. Um, you know, there was like, if you want something, dude, off you go. Go get you it. Make your own money. Yeah. You know, like, but dad, everybody else is getting a car when they turn 18. I don't care. Nobody bought me a car. You want a car? Go and get one. You know, you want that fancy pair of shoes? Go and get one. Yep. You know, and if it means, do you want some extra money? Yeah, well, there's a very big lawn outside, buddy. And Off you, you know go. where the lawnmower is. Yeah, so I used to, I, I used to do that. But for me in the beginning, um, it, was, it was all the hustle. It was like immediate gratification. I needed X amount of money to do this. So I would go and do something. Then I would need money to do that. So Short of pointing off your sibling. Yeah. Well, there was this one time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and I often wondered, can it, can it be taught? Because you, you need to have incredible resilience. I mean, I think it's, it's that ability to get back up. It, it's not how many times you were knocked down. It's how many times you're able to get back up and keep on keeping on. And I, I remember, I mean, one of the things that I, I, and I got lots of negative programming as a kid, but one of the things my mom always used to say, and she still does to this day, says to me, if something bad happens, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you keep on going. Mm. You know, and I often, I joked about it, just not with you, I said, I'm probably just too stupid to quit. But well, there's a fine line, right? Well, you know, I am on radio, so there's a there's a lot to be said there. Yeah. So how do you how do you go about? I mean, you must have had resistance. Oh, plenty from from still the do. schools, the education institutions. Yeah, like, who is this woman? What do you want to do? Yeah. Um, so so how have you coped with that? I think first of all, my training and my background gives me a bit of sort of credibility in the chops mm-hmm. to say so. But I do come up against plenty of resistance all the time and sort of my team and you know so does everything that because we're threatening the role of the educator and and I hate to say this but I'm sorry the birth of the internet started threatening the role of the educator yeah I would agree with you you know the teacher is no longer the all purveyor of knowledge no 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 you know Google is yeah. Well, I mean, ah, look, we've got, we've got. Okay, he's not a teenager now. She's almost twenty-one, and we've got a seventeen-year-old at home. Um, if they want to find out how to do something, YouTube. Totally. They, university they, they of YouTube. YouTube it done. That's sorted. It. It's the University of YouTube. Now, but what the, it does is it repositions and reframes what the educator is there to do, and you, now you've got a beautiful opportunity. And I'm speaking in entrepreneurial terms because every problem is an opportunity. But you've got a beautiful opportunity to shape this human now the way they think, the way they behave, you know, what is important to them. Now you don't have to start splurging out, you know, we, we call it the knowledge vomit. You don't have to vomit out knowledge anymore because they can go and find the knowledge. Let's teach them how to learn. Let's teach them how to critically evaluate. Let's give them these higher order thinking skills that make them valuable members of society. The role of the educator can be that now. It's no longer just being able to teach them how to do maths. I mean, uh, you did maths to matric, I did maths to matric, and this is one of my favorite things, is that delta equals B squared minus 4AC. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. It's in my head. I don't know what it means. Well, you know what's stuck in mind? Yeah. The square of the hypotenuse of a right-angled triangle is equal to the sum of... And I'm like, why, why? I've never, I've never gone and decided I need to know what that... I, I, These never. islands of knowledge, of neurons that sit in our brains that are not connected to anything. We don't have to do that anymore as educators. Hmm. Now we can take this human and we can develop this human because someone else, something else has become the purveyor of knowledge. Yeah. 
which I think is a great opportunity. I think it's brilliant. We are chatting to CEO and Batman of Future Proof SA, Lisa Illingworth. So what's involved? Monday night, my special guest in studio, Lisa Illingworth from Future Proof SA. And uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again, probably said a hundred times more. I often wish that we got to share the stuff that happens off air as well. Mm. Um, we were talking about Matt Brown. You've mm. been on the Matt Brown show um, as well. Now, with Matt, you, you get the whole lot because they, they set up. The first time I interviewed Matt, scared the life out of me because I'm a radio it. person. Yes. Face for radio, Correct. voice for print media. Correct. And they come and they stick these lights and mm-hmm. cameras. Did they do the same they with you? They did exactly the same and with me. And did it not intimidate the life out of oh, you? No, but you're okay. Look at you. I mean, you sat down here like you owned the place. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Don't say things like that. I had to People move around don't. to the other side of the desk no, and go, listen, it's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I took such rubbish. Spin the yarns, yeah. David. No, I love Matt. And, you know, I think credibility-wise, like mm. he's also, he's got the skies. I mean, he's been through several businesses. He's yeah. done it all. And he's so gracious about all of it. Oh, he's amazing. I mean, he's absolutely amazing. He's even he's even humble about his million downloads. And I'm not right. <laughs> I know. I know. We start clawing at the walls, scratching yeah. our eyeballs out. Yeah, I do that behind the scenes, though. But now let's get back to you and, and Future Proof Essay. So, um, I said to you one of the things before when we just started talking um, is that I want to give value back. I mm. always want to give value back to my listeners. They are the ones that I do this for, which is entirely true. And a nice side effect is I get to meet awesome people and learn stuff as well. So that's great. But I said, I want you to give something away. And you just came back straight away and you're like, okay, done deal. So so what are we giving away and uh, what do people need to do to enter? Right. So we are giving away two tickets to our upcoming workshop, which is happening this Saturday. It's being hosted very graciously by Crawford Italia, which is near the Italian club in Bedford View. And they are hosting what we like to call Bake a Business. Mm -hmm. It's a very cool little workshop run from the ages of 6 to 12 years old so this is the age group so please don't enter this competition if your kids are older than 12 years old because they're not going to have that much yeah, fun and it is for your kids okay you can go too you but, can but come you too. need to send the little years but, but the, you have to have kids to attend this one and they yeah. have to be between the ages of 6 and 12 okay now what you need to do is you need to send us an email Okay. Okay. All it needs to read is Mix FM. That's all it needs to read in the title. Okay. Title, the subject, Mix FM. Subject, Mix FM. That's all we need. And it needs to be sent to start at futureproofsa.com. It is also listed on the website, which is www.futureproofsa.com. So if you want to enter Mix Mix FM in the subject line, your name, your details, the kids, all of that, and we will do a lucky draw for two tickets. And you will then contact the winners. We it's, will contact the winners. It's this coming weekend. This okay? coming weekend. So if you're he- not here, please don't enter. All right. How, ma- oh, how many tickets are we giving away? We're giving away two tickets. They are valued at 350 rand each for those. And parents are welcome. In fact, we encourage parents to come and learn with their kids. How long is how long is the workshop? It's from one to three in the afternoon. So it's two hours. So it's two hours? Yes. And and, and what, uh, what, are, what are the little ones going to learn? Oh, gosh. It's so much fun. I, I probably have more fun than they do around this. But it, what it is is that the kids come. And I mean, my kids love baking. I don't know about yours but mine are little and they love baking. Mm-hmm. So they love doing the muffins and the donuts and the everything. This is Baker Business, the cupcake class. So they're going to come and they're going to bake cupcakes. They're going to bake a set of cupcakes as their product. But before they even head into the baking, they learn about customers. 
and they identify who their customer is for these cupcakes. They learn about the customer's needs, the customer's wants. Do they want flavor? Do they want size? Is price important to them? So they learn about who they're selling these cupcakes to. And that's a really important learn lesson for entrepreneurs because typically we go build it and they will come. Mm. <laughs> You've heard this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Build it and they will come. So th- no successful, scalable businesses do not start like that. It's do you have a customer? Do you have a customer who's willing to pay more than what it costs you to make? If you don't, you do not have a business. I'm, I'm laughing now because even though this is grocery stuff, I mean, I've just recently, um, <laughs> my, this friend of mine who he owns Sales Institute, Tim, mm. him and I work together. We've just recently, in light of Build It and They Would Come, yeah. we put together an entire online training course on selling motor vehicles built it it's beautiful it's automated there's audio there's everything and we went go live and we built it and And nobody nobody came nobody came right no no so you can make a business with us so they start off with (laughs) if they have before they've even touched an ingredient a spatula anything who is your customer fantastic find out who your customer is identify your customer go and collect your ingredients and they run around hell for leather collecting all of their ingredients and while they're collecting it they're writing down the cost of their ingredients they add up the cost of their ingredients they divide it by the number of cupcakes they make and they get a cost per cupcake and then they obviously would then know what they need to sell them for then they come up with a price because entrepreneur day i mean it's not a new thing but it's school entrepreneur day we used to go and they're like okay what are you going to do well i'll just go and ask mom and we'll you know we'll whack it out we'll do Cupcakes, whatever the case may be, fudge, whatever. Yes. And then we're going to go to school and we're going to sell it for five cents each. Yes. And we get to keep the money and yay. And you it, don't really think that mom's shelled out for all of the ingredients and everything. And you're not really making a profit. No. You're making a big fat loss. Correct. And that's never, you know, and that's what market day is, the tick box exercise. They don't actually, and I always speak about going beyond the market day, hmm. where they actually understand what goes into it. By the end of the workshop, they've got marketing material. They've identified their customer. They have their product and they're going to go and sell it at a price. And they know what profit they're making per cupcake. And this is from the age of six years old. I think it's it's absolutely so. Six to twelve. It's this coming weekend. Okay, mm. if you want to win, we're giving away two tickets. All you got to do is in the subject line of your email put MixFM, um, and then email start at futureproofsa.com. Start at futureproofsa.com. Uh, you know, give us your name and everything, and uh, the Litley's names as well. There are still tickets available, though. If somebody doesn't yes. win and they'd like to go, how do they find out about that? Again, on the, on the website, www.futureproofsa.com, all our programs, Cape Town, Durban, Joburg, they're all up there. So anyone who wants to come and join us, there is a teens workshop that's happening at the end of the month as well. There's a boot camp for them so they can come and join us there. But uh, any of those details, you book, you pay online. It's all very automated and easy. And then you've got your ticket. Now... Is there a particular way that you need to, as if you, let's say, I mean, if I had children of that age right now, I would, I would sign them up straight away without even thinking twice, um, purely because of the thinking aspect, the entrepreneurial thinking, whether they start a business or not is, is immaterial because you can literally run a, you can think entrepreneurially within a business so if you're if you're in charge of a section or a department or whatever you can still think like an entrepreneur in that 
So is there a way, is there sort of a curriculum that you have to follow? There isn't a curriculum that you have to follow and anyone who's written the textbook um, has written a textbook and many people have followed it and that market is saturated by now. Mm-hmm. But I think the curriculum should be building the baseline behaviours of the opportunity, awareness, tenacity, grit, perseverance, self-efficacy, self-agency at the bottom, at the base level. Anything that you scaffold as skills on top of that will be sustained by that base level of, of behavioral methodology underneath it. Then you can add skills, pivoting, networking, you know, pitching, all of that sort of stuff on top of it. As long as your base level behavior and characteristics are built. So that's, and that's our methodology right the way through our curriculum. But our grade ones are starting in, with the in-school program. So the stuff that we do with schools in schools, they start off with money orientation, learning about currency and value. Oh, I know. Yes. <laughs> David throws up his arms. Somebody had taught me that. Yeah. Currency, value, you know, how to ascribe value to something, supply, demand. They say to us, you can't teach supply and demand or macroeconomics to, to a grade one. I tell you what, you can. And we set up a whole little tower of cups, if you can picture this, and I'm going to mm-hmm. describe it. Tower of cups, right? Top little cup, two beno- below it, three below that, almost like the champagne tower that you would have at a celebration. Very similar to that. Top cup has got shop written on it. The next cups have got the different suppliers to the shop. The next cups underneath that have got some of the maybe state-owned enterprises. You pour water in the top and you explain, this is how money goes into the shop. When the money comes out of the shop, it goes to the suppliers, the transport. This is how the money flows. That is the multiplier effect in the economy. A kid looks at that and sees a little picture of the shop and sees the little transport bus. They're like, like, I get it. I get how how money flows in an economy. Yeah. Because we, we were brought up with money doesn't grow on trees. There was no, there was no education about Around it. You just knew that they didn't grow there. It didn't, didn't wear. Didn't grow on trees, but somewhere people Some were growing money. Growing money. Yeah. So you show this to a six-year-old and they understand it. So our six-year-olds are doing things like money orientation and understanding currency and value. And our grade 11s are simulating board meetings. See, that is brilliant. I mean, you know, a lot of times you hear, and, and I've, be, I've been sort of, a lot of people have spoken to me about this in the past, about being on the board, being a board member. And I'm like, I don't think it's something I ever want to do because I, I don't know. I don't know how to be one. What do you need to do? Do you need to dress? How? How do you be on? I mean, if, if you're talking B-O-R-E-D, yeah, I'm there. I get bored very quickly. Okay. <laughs> I have serious ADD. Squirrel. Yes. 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 ADD and, and CDO. <laughs> has to be in alphabetical order. <laughs> but this is this is it, is that understand like what is it what are fiduciary responsibilities at board yeah. level? You know, what what is the delegation of authority at board level? What decisions can be made, who reports to who? And give them that insight into it. Even if you don't want to build a business of that size where you need a board, yeah. at least understand what it means because if you're gonna scale a business, you need to build it on a framework that is scalable, one of which is a board. So if I if I've got a, a, a kids, children right now. Always, I was always told kids are baby goats. Uh, children, if you have children yes. um, and, and they're of that age, could I go onto the website and go, okay, I'd, I'd like my child to attend this or maybe this? And, yeah. and, and obviously, it's, it's, how do the programs run? Is, it, is, it, is there some stuff after school, some stuff online? Explain that to me. So there's various ways in which we reach children. Um, and the first is obviously just the introduction programs, things like Baker Business, the teens boot camps and that kind of thing. Not everyone's going to be an entrepreneur, guys. Mm. You know, it's not... But- a- 
But to learn certain of those skills, I think, is so phenomenally important. Just even the mindset of being able to be agile in a world like today. Well, exactly. I mean, we're, yeah. now, we're now living in something that people are calling the gig economy. Now, but we're on the, the back end of that gig economy because that's right. also on its way out now. Right. So, so where to next? Yeah. And I mean, if we think about it, our parents, mm. in, in our parents' days, you went to school. If you were clever, you got to go to college or university. university then you got a job. Yes. And you stayed at that job for 30 or 40 years until you retired. Um, that's gone. Gone. Totally. You, I mean, you know, you sit and tell a child today that, you know, and they're like, wow, that was really Isn't the it, olden days. It scares me to think that I would have to retire at the age of 65 or 70. I, I, what, what am I going to do for the next 30 to 40 years after that? Because we're going to be living so much longer. Mm. Like, so, so what we do is we take them through those introduction programs. Then if kids want to carry on with it, they go into a formal mentorship group. Then they start their little business. They go from ideation to creating a minimal viable product. They do some pitching in between that. In fact, our kids, our kids, our teens that are coming through mentorship at the moment are actually being given the opportunity to shadow the Business Innovation Awards by FNB. Wow. So okay. they go in as part of that week and they go and actually pitch to the exco of F&B business in that simulation to see what it's like at pitching at that level. But again, that is that is invaluable. Totally. I mean, the, the concept of me having to walk into um, an investor meeting looking for investment or, or to the bank or whatever, right. it terrifies the life out of me because I've never been shown or told how to do it. Absolutely. But you've also got, you talk about your team, but you've got, you've really got a team of specialists and a, and a bunch of people that I think must just be as passionate as you that, that have just pitched in. They have. So my co-founders, um, David Wilson, comes from a family of educators and just he's just incredible in the classroom with these, these children, being able to transfer his abilities as well as his experience in that and then i have just i mean we, we call her black superwoman she calls herself black superwoman <laughs> she she's our, our black business partner and and you know so many people window dress their businesses these days so Ngoba is a board certified actuary she sits on the president's commission for the 4ir i've, I've seen yeah. i've seen her i've seen her by a man she looks like a little She's stick a of dynamite hey? yeah. she was the ceo of future nation schools head of innovation at a bank i mean she's just incredible yeah. can we throw a name around because she was with fnb wasn't she She was Sonkoba Maseko. well she's now yes. Vuba. she got married this weekend congratulations yes and if she's not listening she's going to be forced to listen to the podcast anyway yeah she's so going to be tied down and made to Yes, congratulations. Yeah, but I mean, the team is also the coaches. And I think I have to say a very special word of thanks to all of those coaches. We have uh, 30 around the country, active entrepreneurs that have been vetted and trained and who have a real deep passion and they are project-based um, resources for us. So they get paid to go into the classroom and deliver our programs in school programs as well as after-school programs in biz clubs, things like that. And they're taking not only what they've learned through being with FutureProof, but the real lessons, you know, losing money, getting money, how to acquire a customer, what do you do with negative customer feedback? All of these things that you know you don't mm. know unless you've actually been there. Yeah. And you need that kind of stuff. You I mean, it's specifically in terms of negative customer feedback because apparently punching in the face is not allowed anymore. Um, I don't... Well, no, it was ever allowed. Ever allowed. allowed. <laughs> 
I have to tell you this, and it's it's probably again the wrong time for me to do something like this. But I saw, you know, we were talking about corporal punishment, smacking, smacking of the children, and uh, I saw the most incredible meme the other day, and I just couldn't help but only South Africans will do this. Is it's like. You know, somebody's messaging their friend and going, listen, about this new law about you're not allowed to Smack, spank anymore. Yeah. Is that for everybody or just, just for the kids? kids asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, only, only in South Africa. We have such a wonderful <laughs> sense of humor here, right? And you know what? They're not like this around the world. Peru, I've been to Canada, I've been to Europe, I've been all over the place. Yeah. I think I've done 29 countries. But quite frankly, they don't have no. what we have here. But I think it's because of, of our past and of what we're dealing with and everything. This is it. Which is what makes me so passionate about this country. So many of my, the people that I know are like, oh, we're leaving. Yeah. Oh, we de- Hashtag No, you know what? Go. Off you go. Mine. If you want to leave, leave. Yeah. Because leaving is not going to solve this country's problems. Staying is, going to, is what's going to contribute to that. And it's, that's what our business is based on. And yeah. our business is based on the trajectory of the future for this country and for the youth. And it's not going to be informal employment. It's not going to be in corporate South Africa. We have to give kids another opportunity that is not a backup plan. That's not when everything else fails. It is a formal career choice. It is opportunity entrepreneurship, mm. not necessity entrepreneurship. Well, I mean, you know, I think business and, and, and entrepreneurship is the future, not just for this country, but, but for the continent. Because I believe that we have unique skills. I believe we have unique people in our country, in our continent. And we need to get off of our, our, our butts and, and do something about it and support these people. And I mean, we were talking again off air earlier and I was like, I, I want to come and see. I want to come and see. I want to come and do stuff. Yeah. I, I don't care. Just take me. Anyone, me. anyone and is welcome to come and have a look and be a people, fly on the wall. People must. Yeah. You must get this reaction a lot. We do, um, and particularly from from entrepreneurs and business people because we're going. Hell yes! If somebody had only taught us this, can we help? Is there a way we can we can help? Absolutely, and it just makes all those lessons that you learned and all the school fees that you pay that much more valuable when you're mm. able to say, "I did this. Let me show you how." Listen, and by the way, if you're thinking of getting into business, just grab your children. If, even if they're not really interested, and go, because you're going to learn stuff yourself. <laughs> That's the important thing. If we want to find out, before, before I say if we want to find out more, though, yeah. um, your forecast, mm. fourth industrial revolution, whatever's coming next, the gig economy collapsing, mm. South Africa. Yeah. What do you think, future-wise? I'm a green hat person, so I wear my green hat all of the time, which means I'm incredibly positive for the most part. I think I only had just a little bit of a wobble a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But South Africa, where there are massive problems, there are huge opportunities, and I choose to see the opportunities. And that is so many people that I've come across, and particularly, and I think we're going to be very good at this, the, the, the concept of conscious capitalism. I think inherently in Africans... South Africans. That a lovely phrase. is part of where we're going. And, and it is this conscious capitalism that I think we should actually embrace and celebrate and do totally. more of it. Capitalism, you know, with for a purpose, cause, for, for a purpose, for profit. But we, we actually give back meaningful stuff. Lisa, we've run out of time. No ways. I want you to come back, though. Don't okay. say things like that because you're on air now. 
I know. But okay. Listen, my listeners know me. I open my mouth to change feet, but I do try and always keep. <laughs> I always try and keep my agreements. Say what you do and do what you say. Think equals say equals do. It's what my mentor always taught me. Integrity. Wow. Think equal say equals do. And if you can't be in integrity, then you do damage control. And you stand up and put your hand up and you go, "Hey, I had to do it with you." That's some life lessons there. Yeah. Nice. It was terrifying to have to mail you what I did, but anyway. Um, <laughs> love it. I want you to bring back. I want. I want you to bring some of the children. Can I Did bring some of the kids with me? Would Can you? I? Would you? I'd love that. I would love that so much. In the next month or so, yes. I think I, I, I'm very, very, very booked up at the moment. But little entrepreneurs, can I but, bring them? Oh hell yes! Oh, they would love that so much. I think yeah. Let let that be part of what totally. I can contribute. Totally, they would love that. If so much. I can speak to any little person that, and, and you know, if they got something to sell, bring it along. We'll do that as well. That's <laughs> amazing. Thank you, David. I'm going to do it. Absolutely fantastic. Um, Lisa Illingworth, CEO and Batman. Um, you know, I'm going to look out for that spotlight in the sky with the bat call there. Bring wine. And I will know what is happening. <laughs> I wish you, I, you, this goes from strength to strength. It's not the last time we're going to talk. It's God. not the last time we're going to see it. If you want to know any more, um, it's how do people get hold of you? So start at futureproofsa.com and the team will pass it on to me with pleasure. You can tweet me at Lisa underscore Jono or uh, on Instagram, which is at Lisa underscore Batman underscore Illingworth. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn is probably the best way to get a hold of me, Lisa Illingworth. Lisa Illingworth. That's uh, it. If you can't and if you forget any of this, you know how to get a hold of me, David at whatsinvolved.co.za. Check out the Facebook page, uh, all the podcasts. Yes, I've got a couple of people asking, yes, this will be a podcast in the next couple of days. We've got a pesky public holiday tomorrow. But uh, as soon as we got that, I'll give it to Lisa. It'll be on her uh, website, I'm trusting. Well. And of course, on mine, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, the whole lot. I'd love to see you there. Lisa, thank you so much. You know what? It's been an absolute honor. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Drive safe.